just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 46 episodes of One Tree Hill. And I'm Katie and I've seen One Tree Hill all the way through four times. And tonight's episode for debate is no episode because this is a season two overview. Up appearances. My half brother, my half brother, <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. I thought I smelled something. Oh, that's skank, and I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pet. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. And stick with it. Yeah, you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know, he'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Baby, <laughs> baby. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. So hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is no episode, as this is a season two overview. Dom, we are here, we are not alone, Katie is here, Katie, welcome and how are you? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm great. Um, excited to talk about season two, one of the least liked seasons of the... True, but we will dissect all of that. <laughs> for all we know, you love season two and watch it on a loop. We don't know. We'll find out all about that. Don, my man, how are you doing? I'm very well, my friend. How are you? I am excellent because season two is done we're about to go on to new planes of existence in season three katie before we even get to any of that in the intro just there i said grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard and move on upstairs firstly what snacks would you take from the sweet cupboard if you was about to watch a movie tonight Hmm. um you can't go wrong with popcorn really like popcorn um what flavor though Mm, i don't like like any flavoring like like butter a little bit but like i don't like like any seasonings on my popcorn me and my husband we have to get like different popcorns because he likes to put like parmesan stuff on it and i'm just like no it's got to be classic like popcorn you know wow (laughs) it's going cheesy popcorn (laughs) yeah that's new (laughs) Yeah, we have like a little like se- like popcorn seasoning guy that that he does for the popcorn. Nice. Yeah. Would you would you be grabbing anything else? Like what drink are you having with that? Um if I can always I, I drink a lot of coffee. So probably I would still be just trying to drink coffee, like iced coffee. Um 
outside of that, like maybe, um, I don't really do a lot of soda. So I could see like maybe having like, you know, like a cocktail, like a, like a, like a rum apple juice situation. I have like a flavored, like spiced rum, like apple rum that goes really well with apple juice. It's like my, my fancy, you know, (laughs) fancy night in watching one tree hill. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Dom, what are you grabbing from the sweet cupboard? It's a good question. I like I like that you've asked this question because I have no idea. <laughs> I'm a bit I'm a bit I like crisps or what you would call chips, but I I, I would they're not my like go to snack. You like a biscuit, of. isn't it? I love biscuits. Biscuits are great. And I must remember we owe Lauren biscuits. Said would send us some digestives. Mm-hmm. So I've got I'm putting a little care package together for Lauren. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, message Simon if you want a care package. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please don't message him. <laughs> Forget you think me. I'm made of stamps? He no, has a child. Made of stamps <laughs> to pay for. <laughs> um, yeah, I love biscuits. I think I'll take a few biscuits. And uh, for nostalgic podcasting in your office reasons, I'd take like a 7-Up free or a Sprite with me. Nice, nice and yes. cold. <laughs> yes. What, yes. You, you just you you outright Doritos. That's it. That's what's that's what's happening. Yeah. So I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, that intro is because when Dom used to come and sleep over my house when we were kids, at ten thirty, that was the cutoff point where my parents were like, "You have to go to bed now, but you can watch a movie." in in your bedroom and at half 10 because movies used to be bang on like 90 minutes in the 90s right so that would go to midnight and then midnight is like lights out sort of thing so we would wait till the last minute before it's half 10 and then we would just run to the sweet cupboards the sweet cupboards what we said like the snack cupboard and just grab everything and then run upstairs and then watch die hard for the millionth time or (laughs) you know lethal weapon before we knew mel gibson was a piece of shit you know all of these kind of things um the 90s when you could watch a mel gibson film you know Um, and enjoy it (laughs) and enjoy it yeah Yeah. (laughs) but so I, but I grew up eating blue Doritos like uh, they're called uh, called original here, but I think they're called ranch over there. Right. Yeah. The blue cool ones are... Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. They're the, they're the same, but your ones, the flavor is like thicker. It's like thick flavoring. <laughs> you just want to lick them off and your taste buds are ripping off, but you love it. <laughs> you love doing it. Uh, but yeah, them a big bag, like a family bag, but it's for me me only i am the family <laughs> <laughs> and then i used to i like chocolate with it i want to go a hand for the crisp then i'm going into the chocolate then i'm going to a dr pepper then i'm going back to the crisp i'm going to a salsa dr pepper chocolate i'm just mixing up them free constant 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 and then i just fall asleep and with like jaw ache and i wake up <laughs> in the morning of like a hangover from just all of the sugar and crap. And I look at myself in the mirror and I say, what has happened to you? You're a mess. You're 34 (laughs) years old now, Simon. Wake up, get a job, get a life. No one loves you. And I brush my teeth and then I just, you know, put a smile on my face. (laughs) It's like it never happened. (laughs) So, Katie, (laughs) what are your top five? tv shows of all time this is a very difficult question um 
and it changes a lot for me, but I think right now, um, obviously one tree Hill, um, and parks and rec is, is one of my favorites, not the first season, but the rest of it. I really like, oh, um, see, season two, episode five of parks and recreation is the first time I laughed. Yeah. The first, the first while is very difficult to yeah. get through. I only watch it like when I rewatch it because I can't stand like skipping. I have to watch <laughs> it in order. So I have to watch it. And I'm just like, man, I'm waiting for these good people to come, you know? Um, yeah. But... I, I totally agree with that. But, um, yeah. Episode five of season two is the episode where they have like the Colombian delegates come over for like oh, from yeah. their from their part or the, no they're venezuelan venezuelan and they're they're it's like an exchange and it's like the twinning of their towns and it's 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 actually a really really funny episode but it's the first time watching like parks and rec that i i properly laughed the rest was a bit like yeah i'm not into this but yes the rest of it is yeah. actually very good from from then on i would agree i love ron ron is, oh is just, yes my absolute I, idol well, <laughs> I, I have a co-worker um who really he's never seen it but he really reminds me of ron so i'm always sending him like ron memes because he's <laughs> just like the same guy but like younger it's my, so funny my one of my all-time favorite ron moments is and i will demonstrate because you can see me but no one else can is when he's got the round desk and he's just in a swivel chair and he just does this as someone's chasing yeah. him over there. Just, going, just to avoid the citizen person yes oh it's fantastic oh, ron is just he's a dream come true he really is he's yes. what every tv show needs every tv <laughs> show needs a ron yeah oh god so good have you watched it um, simon yeah i i really like that episode that you're describing as well i i've seen from season one to how many seasons are there seven Something right like that, yeah. i think i've seen like halfway through season four maybe um the the trouble that i have with it my wife got a little bit further than me but the, the trouble i have with it is i love the office so much and it feels like it's kind of just like trying to rip off of that a little bit like i think if i'd seen parks and rec first i think i would have appreciated it more uh but i do think i do see how it's a good show so i'm not trying to detract from it yeah, see, I feel like I'm the opposite with The Office. I think I did see a little of The Office first, but I watched like all of Parks and Rec first and then The Office. And right. like they are really, especially in the first few seasons, like really similar. Um, so I definitely feel like people usually either like one or the other more. But but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like The Office is really great, but sometimes it gets a little like dark or I don't know something that like makes me a little too sad <laughs> like I feel like Parks and Rec is a little more like optimistic or like idealistic you know and um yeah. that's what draws me to it but I also nice. really love The Office okay so that's two so we've got One Tree <laughs> Hill, Parks and Rec um Grey's Anatomy I you know that's that's I've always really loved that show uh, I've been watching that for years um and Schitt's Creek is like a new addition. Um, I watched that show for the first time. Me and my husband like balled our way through the last season because it's so emotional. Um, but yeah, that's a great, that's a great heartwarming show. And then Gilmore Girls is my last, my last one. Love Gilmore Girls. Nice. I, I haven't seen Gilmore Girls or Schitt's Creek. Um, but yeah, I've heard, 
I've heard they're both good. I've I've many people have said Shit's Creek is like amazing. So oh. that's definitely got to be on the list. Yeah, it, it hits you in the feels. There's a lot of love, you know. It's, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then the mom from Home Alone's in it, right? Cheers. Yes. Ka- yeah. Catherine. <laughs> yeah. Catherine O'Hara. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. hilarious in it. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. One of my, <laughs> one of my um, other favorite podcasts, which like isn't a podcast anymore, they did Gilmore Girl, Gilmore Guys, kind of like you guys are doing One Tree Hill. So like one of them oh. loved the show, and one of them had never seen it, and so, you know, that's cool. I actually think I've seen that around um, because. Yeah. I think there's a couple like that there's one that's about the oc and i think and it's like male perspective and i think it's something like i can't remember what it's called but it's like guys watch oc watch the oc too or something like that um which yeah that i I need to if i if i watch gilmore girls i would definitely listen to that podcast because that sounds like the sort of thing i'd like yeah they're very funny gilmore girls is very much a channel for 11 a.m gonna bang on an episode of Gilmore Girls on there sort of thing over here <laughs> excellent well and Katie Dom you ask you know what the question is come on come on Katie have you got a film that you love to watch but in reality is a bit trash <laughs> um, that's a great way of putting it thank you <laughs> I have a lot of like Disney Channel movies that I really Smart. liked Smart House. but <laughs> probably weren't very good um tell us some i probably watched them all and loved them all (laughs) i I don't remember the names but there is like a couple where like there's like siblings and the girl wanted to do something and the people were like no you're a girl and so they switched places with their brother and you know trouble ensued there's like a bmx one and they're like and there's like I don't know. There's like a couple like that. And there's um, What a Girl Wants, which is Amanda Bynes. And like, that's a, mm-hmm. that's not the one I'm thinking of. It's uh, She's the man, is it? She's the man. Yes. Yes. Because it's the Gouda joke. There's like a Gouda joke where she's trying to teach someone like how to talk to women or something. And they're like, ask them about cheese. And I always thought that was so funny. It's just be like, oh, do you like Gouda? You know, it's like trying to be cute with some girl. But yeah, like all, all the ones like that, you know, just kind of cheesy, heartwarming like mm. not a, not a whole lot there but fun you know yeah, yeah. perfect i love all of them too <laughs> my uh my wife particularly likes she's the man and in fact i was working really late one one night when we were in our previous house my office was like next to our bedroom then and uh she was watching a film and the and it was she's the man and the closing credits was this song like this like like ballad and I remember just dropping what I was doing and coming into the room and being like, what song is this? I have to have it and downloaded it. And I must have listened to it like a hundred times. Um, so I'm not going to say what it is. I don't want people to judge me, but go and see She's the Man credits and you'll get it. It's, <laughs> it's a big song. Well, let, let's move into One Tree Hill. So Katie, tell us, when did it enter your life? How did it enter your life? And what makes it so special that it's still here with you today? Um, so I was 10 when it came out. So I wasn't watching it at the time. I don't remember when I first saw it. I was like aware of it for a while. But I I, re, I started watching it um, 
maybe, maybe like eight-ish years ago. I don't know. I was definitely out of high school and like not really doing much. And uh, I decided I was like rewatching a lot of shows. So I decided to watch through it. Um, And I think like what I really like about One Tree Hill is that there's like personalities and stories and types of people for you to identify with, like no matter where you're at or like what type of person you are. Like I'm a super shy person. So like I started off like, oh, like Haley's like so great because you know she's like a little more like reserved and like loyal but just like kind of chill and then like I could also really admire someone like Brooke who's just like hey I'm Brooke you know like um so yeah I really liked that there was like different characters for for different times in your life um and it's I think more lately that I've I've had like a a deeper connection to it because I know uh, Simon, I told you that my brother died um, earlier this year. And so I've been kind of going around looking for distractions when I need distractions and Wonder Hill was like, one of the first things I thought of is like a show that I can just get into, you know, and and kind of lose myself in it because the stories get so big. Um, and so it's been really helping me and then finding you guys and like all of your silliness with One Tree Hill and like, you know, all the people and the stories of Magdalena and like this and that it's, uh, it's been really great to kind of, you know, find something kind of adjacent because there's the brother storyline. So it's like kind of adjacent to like my, my grief and sadness, but it's like, it's like loving and comfortable enough that it's it's like a, been a good way to move through it so far you know what I mean so I mean I definitely think I'm gonna like look back on this time and be so grateful to Wondry Hill and also you guys for um putting out this content that's so welcoming and nice to like a bunch of different people and a bunch of different walks of life you know and like I'm a I'm a pretty shy person so for me to feel like oh like I want to like interact with these guys you know like it's kind of unusual because I'm usually I'm just like oh I'm just gonna I'm just gonna listen and like have fun you know um so yeah it's I really appreciate it and I think that this is a this is a really great podcast and I really like you guys so yeah (laughs) that's that's so kind of you to say it thank you so much for for sharing that as well and you, you know uh, both our hearts th- definitely go out to you and and uh such kind words that you're saying to us when you know uh that you know we never thought we we deserve anything other than you know having a few people listen which you, you know which is kind of what we what we aimed for just a couple of people to listen and to to spread a a kind of nice message and, and have like a bit of a nice podcast come out but like thank you so much for, for sharing that that's, that's so so lovely of you and and uh, a really heartfelt sort of story as well of, of kind of how challenging your year uh, has been you know got off to, to a difficult start so yeah thank you for for sharing that with us I'm really glad that he spoke first because <laughs> I actually needed I needed a second of composure there. He, uh, I don't, I don't even know how what to say. That's probably the that is ha- that's the nicest thing I think anyone has ever said to us. Um, I mean, that's also juxtaposed with. I, I can't even start to understand the sort of pain that you must have gone through uh, this year, and so sad um, and just feel for you so much that you've had to go through that. Um, and but also feel so 
like uh happy that you know us being stupid and whatever has done something to distract you know be distracted from it for a little bit and you know allow yourself to like rest because i i assume it's just an all-consuming kind of thing so it's an escape isn't it it's a bit of an escape and that's kind of sometimes you want out of your own reality and into the reality of two idiots from uh Hertfordshire in England (laughs) it's the best reality to go into yeah (laughs) Uh, and this the that is what we 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 just were talking about it beforehand and saying how that is what we wanted want to do is to make a community where people everyone is welcome and it's inclusive and it's not about me and Dom being in the middle of it it's about everyone just connecting and we're all just connecting at the same level like we're all we all have this thing in common that we you know love this show and Dom's discovering this show for the first time and we're all enjoying seeing it you know vicariously through his first you know time viewer eyes but it's about we all like relate to these characters and we all have that in common you know so it's a it's yeah it's amazing it's amazing you know to meet you properly and uh, it's amazing to have you as part of the community and you know i just i hope that this stuff doesn't stop you know when we finish in 2025 i don't want that to be the end of the the community i want that to to keep going and for us to keep having these connections and yeah so yes thank you thank you for for your support and thank you for being involved because that means the world to us. Like it means more, more to us than I think I can really describe. I mean, there's times. So, like, it was my birthday at the weekend, and Dom was uh, at my house for a barbecue, and he let he finally let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Not by choice. My wife no. invited you. But... <laughs> she opened the door. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want you there. But yeah. the, uh, but the. Uh, it was one of the first times where Dom and I have been together and there's been other people around because this kind of happened. We started and then lockdown happened quite quickly. And so people started asking us about like the podcast and things that then they're people that don't really know about it. Like they know that we do a podcast, but either they don't really know about podcasts or they don't really know about one tree Hill and can be a bit judgy because they don't really know what it is. Um, and I just felt complete pride because it was like, you don't i mean like they don't even know like we we have people from around the world that watch this show with us live on a wednesday night uh and it's amazing like as in if if it's gone way beyond where we ever thought it would go to and if this is the pinnacle then that's still more than we'd ever hope to have achieved um and you know to, to, to hear stories like what you what you've just said it's like that's something that i think we can keep forever as like wow like god i don't want to say it but it's kind of like wow could you imagine that something we did mattered that much there's a lot you know we can all imagine what the line is in one tree hill that's similar to that (laughs) Uh, season one that's that's not for discussion today (laughs) but we we appreciate you katie so so thank you so so much but let's Okay, well, let's let's take it in into One Tree Hill. Let's go further. Um, so you're saying Haley is is someone that you you know sort of connected to. Is is she your favorite character in in uh, the second season? I mean, how do you feel about her whole storyline and what she goes through? Um, she's not my favorite character in the second season. She makes some questionable choices. I do think, um, 
the story is important for her growth and you know people are silly at, at her age but I mean you know she's she's not I think showing her best self <laughs> in season two for the most part um no I think Brooke would be my favorite for season two I feel like she gets so introspective and like really thinks about how she is and how she interacts with people and what people think of her and and like tries to better herself in a way that like not all the characters do um ever sometimes but particularly season two um and I just really feel like you know she shows so much growth and like self-realization that's like really nice you know yeah that's a great way to put it I mean Dom who would you say is your favorite character of season two I think Nathan always really stands out to me in this season. He has uh, one of the questions I was going to ask it, uh, you know, ask both of you really is who kind of has the biggest character arc, who has the biggest change and development throughout the whole uh, of season two from season one. And and the, the person that stands out for me is Nathan because of, you know, the, just that his whole experience um, throughout the entire season is, you know, incredibly young, uh, married at an incredibly young age and thinks, you know life is going to be wonderful from here in onwards and uh, spanner gets thrown in the works because you know his his very young wife as well is becomes ambitious and is given a fantastic opportunity and she runs with it uh, and she doesn't necessarily do it in the right way in terms of you know leaving him behind but uh, it, it is all about growth in this episode and it's it's about change and um you know, one thing I, I've noticed is that season one is is the full character introduction, and this is what everyone is like. Season two is is everyone's development and how they're going to change, and then you know, season three is what I'm really looking forward to to see if they change further, if they revert, kind of where we're going to go from here. And yeah, Nathan definitely sticks out. I mean, Dan is always going to be a favourite because he's just a consistent. He's just your your solid bastard, isn't he? His quality. <laughs> um Keith we didn't really see a lot of Keith and uh, towards the end of the season and the whole kind of Jules scenario um is is difficult so he kind of doesn't stand out as much as he did in in season one um so yeah I think Nathan is definitely the character that kind of like if I think season two I will think Nathan so season one is is you think Lucas season two uh, you think Nathan that's kind of how I see it what about you, Simon? Uh, I don't want to be predictable. I don't want to be, but I know that I'm going to be. When I think of season two, I think of Lucas and Andy with his camera trying to take down Dan and doing the whole like the cameras and <laughs> the bit that you laughed at actually, Don, when they're like with the flashlight and they're sneaking through you know uh <laughs> on the lookout and you know that sort of stuff that's what i remember and i remember like the shreddings and 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 the like metaphorical psychological warfare where they're talking about sherlock holmes and watson and oh he died in that one but he died the villain or he sacrificed himself like, all of that sort of stuff and i'm thinking ah oh, if only i read books you know but- <laughs> I watch TV and talk about it instead. But uh, <laughs> so I, I'm going to have to say, um, Lil Lucas, 
in this one. Um, but I, I totally get uh, watching it this time. I fully, I'm fully on board with the Brooke stuff. Um, like her character development is great. And the way that from where she began in season one to where she gets to by the end of season two, in terms of she does the whole presidential uh, thing, you know, and it kind of started out like a joke, but turned, you know, serious and she was getting things done and sort of shows that she can overcome adversity with the Carl's lobster shack and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I can see Brooke. Brooke would be my close second and Nathan is a third I'd say but Katie let's switch that whole thing around who's your least favorite character of season two hmm. I will remind you that Felix is in season two <laughs> um yeah not a fan of Felix I forgot he existed like I forget a lot that he existed um but ah uh... Okay, so, okay, definitely Felix is the worst. Honorable mention, though, to Jules, because, you know, honesty is the best policy. And uh, she had many opportunities to change her tune, and she did not. And Keith is adorable, slab of beef, you know, so yeah. um, definitely shouldn't have, shouldn't have been treated like that. So, yeah, but Felix is the worst, for sure. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I mean... Uh, we'll talk about favorite lines. I mean, Karen might have the best line ever of the whole show to <laughs> Jules when she realizes that she's what doing what she's doing. <laughs> she's like, you're a whore. <laughs> like, that just kills me every single time because uh. she's not. She's not. I mean, I, I believe when Karen's saying that, she's saying it in like a 1930s version of that that Jules is a prostitute and we know that that's not that's not the truth right we know the story behind it but it's just really funny nonetheless um Dom who's your least favorite character of season two um I think it's got to be Hayley oh oh no actually it can't be Hayley it can't be because I cannot stand Chris Keller. Oh god, he's barely in it, Dom. But come on, the the times that he is in it, he's just irritating as hell. Worse than homophobic Felix. I mean, I don't even count him <laughs> as a as an entity because you hate him so much. Yeah, I suppose he doesn't really exist in my world um, because he's that much of a piece of shit. <laughs> um. Like Felix, uh, I think Felix is everyone's everyone's true hatred of season two. But if I had to pick another one, it'd be Chris, and then like closely followed by Haley. That's what I'm going for. But Haley's going to redeem herself in season three. I can I can feel it coming. There's going to be mm. some ups and downs. There's going to be some tension. Nathan's going to be like, you know what? I'm not ready for you. I'm not ready for you yet. I'm going to do my thing for a while. And she's going to be like, oh, but I want to be with you. I love you or something like that. And it'll all be topsy-turvy crazy land, probably for the whole of season three until the last episode when they both try and kill Dan again and they get married over his dying <laughs> corpse. That's the I mean, candle, basically. His dying body, not, not a corpse, because, yeah. you know. <laughs> and that is that is what, what I am predicting. I think I think Dan will get to a point where Every character has tried to kill him by by the end of end of um, the whole run, the entire thing. Right. 
I think that's important. But what are you saying? He just can't be killed. He's like he's like the Terminator. He's or he will Scarlet. be. <laughs> he oh god, flash PTSD for me for getting the theme tune <laughs> wrong. Um, well, I would say least five Felix for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I'd say yeah, honorable mention to Haley. I think because I hate what she does. And some of it gets picked up on. So we we have seen the first episode of season three on the watch along uh, last week. Uh, but she does. Nathan brings up a couple things there that we weren't really sure that he was aware of. You know, like he says things like, "I, you know, I drove all of that way to see you. I left. You didn't even call me. You know, little things like that. Well, actually, that's like reality. That's that's things that aren't usually said in shows you know and that's something that i love about one tree hill is like you said katie it's there's something relatable for every every person every everything um crystal in our last episode said that she uses it like a guide and i think that was a really great way of of thinking about it now i had something this week and i don't know if anyone anyone has ever done this so i want to hear well first i want to hear i want to hear from you katie obviously i want to hear from anyone that's listening if, if you have done this or if this is like a wit or if you think i'm crazy if i'm tyler durden fight club crazy but i started thinking about things like in within uh, my own relationship with my wife we've been together 12 12 years married for eight uh, next month so with all relationships it's been like pretty much consistently up it's all good times but of course you have ups and downs you have disagreements you have arguments you have learning we've been together since we were 22 you know we're still growing as people and adults and whatever i was thinking back on some of them things and i was thinking about it in relation to nathan and Haley, right and i was thinking some of these things could be nathan and Haley storylines right and like things that didn't happen in the show but could happen in the show. And I was thinking about, so I'm not going to give the examples, but I'm thinking about certain things. And I was like, oh, I can imagine Nathan saying that in the show, but these are things that I said. Oh, I can imagine Haley saying that in the show. These are things my wife said. And this is the first time that I, I like more, I identified much stronger with a Nathan and Haley dynamic than I did with Lucas, uh, which uh, we can touch on this in later, more detail later down the line. But um. And I was thinking about how the show would film it. Would they do this and go into flashback and then they would tell this story of like my own life? Uh, is that crazy, Katie? Have you ever thought about that of your own life playing out in One Tree Hill through characters? I have thought about my life playing out on a TV show, but not really One Tree Hill, which is funny because I met my husband when I was 17. Um, wow. And we've been together for 10 years now so it's a little nathan and Haley, like you yeah. know too. um but i've always kind of thought of it like like if it was a reality show and like there was just cameras around and how crazy people would think i was you know but because <laughs> of how i act just normally um but i don't think anything's dramatic enough for one tree hill for me like relationship wise we we've just been very chill pretty much the whole time like we don't have a lot of big arguments or we never really have um but i don't think that's crazy i mean you know your your life is like a lot about one tree hill right now so it makes sense right yeah it just leaks into every facet <laughs> but yeah i think uh it's just 
I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. It just feels like, oh, that could be that could have been a story on One Tree Hill. Not that, not like, like you said, not that it would ever be that dramatic, but it's like, oh, that's the sort of thing. Like, oh, when I was 23 or something and I did that, oh, that's the sort of thing that Nathan would have done. Oh, how would a Haley reacted? Oh, that's actually how my wife did react. Oh, you know, it's kind of, it, it makes me feel even deeper connected to the show and it actually helps me decompartmentalize it a bit better because I'm like imagining it through them. Then I'm like, as if I'm watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Cause it's like, takes me out of it. Again, if this is psychobabble and sounds like I've lost my mind, let me know. But I think that I think it's helpful. I don't know. Well, it's kind of like, you know, they say in a relationship when you're having a fight, don't think of it as like you versus the other person. Think of it as you both versus the problem. It helps like mm. take you out of out of your feelings about it and gives you more perspective. So that is like a really good way to get like good perspective on a on a situation where you have feelings that are like might cloud your judgment a little bit or cloud your reasoning, you know? Hey, that was brilliant. Put that on Tahani t-shirt, put it on it now. That was amazing. That's like if we did if we did a judgment of the podcast, that would have been my line of the podcast. Ever of all time. That was brilliant. Dom, talk. Oh God. <laughs> uh I think the 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 way these programs are, are created and are made are you know based and built on experience aren't they the the way it's written the way it's put together is someone would have lived through this or someone would have experience you know they they always say to writers write what you know don't they and and um there's going to be life experiences and there's going to be things that happen within a show that you can um kind of relate to especially and kind of equate to as well you 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 almost kind of writing your story in, into these characters and and that's I think that's fairly normal I, I, I think when it goes to like the other extreme and you start believing you're one of these characters then we need to start worrying about you Simon um yeah <laughs> uh, Simon's not too sure <laughs> well I'm not saying that I think I am them I'm just saying I could imagine that my story or a, a story of something an up or a down playing out as them and me watching them go through it and and the dynamic being similar and i guess some of that is because regardless whether nathan and Haley stay together or not beyond this season that's not for us to say anything to you about dom but you can imagine that over nine seasons we're seeing them grow up right and so where I mean, I mean, Katie is is more for you because you met your husband at an even younger age. But you know, I consider myself to be quite I, like an immature twenty two year old. Like I, I was, you know, just coming into adulthood then, really. So it was like I was doing a lot of learning. My wife and I were still learning about ourselves as we were going through. And so in One Tree Hill, we're watching these characters learn about themselves as they go through that transition in life. So. It just, uh, but I think that's powerful writing, and and that you can feel connected to it like that. Hey, get Absolutely. get this get this on a t shirt. You and your wife have made it to season twelve, and the show is still running. There go. <laughs> I hope it gets renewed every year. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Do you know what's funny? Do you say that is um, not that you can see, but I have my wedding vows uh, tattooed on my arm. And uh, we didn't want to say till death do us part because we 
in, we don't believe in that. Um, <clears throat> so we we had in this life and the next. So we always have this joke that, and that's what I have on my arm here. Uh, and so that's, we always joke that at the end of this life, no, not at the end of this life, at the end of the next life, we have like a contract out or we can sign on again for another lifetime, you know, and we keep saying, I'm going to keep signing on. Yes. I'm going to keep renewing the contract, (laughs) but but there is a get out clause in two lifetime times, you know, (laughs) I'm looking for a new deal. (laughs) So yeah. Okay. So you're basically a mobile phone upgrade. Is that what (laughs) that's, that's how you're viewing your, you know, next life <laughs> i'm happy i'm very happy with the service that i'm receiving and yeah the, <laughs> the coverage of the network but uh. yeah I'll, I'll keep the phone just some extra data will be fine <laughs> <laughs> well katie do you have a favorite storyline of season two mm. do you want some time to think about it i can go to dom yeah. first dom uh, I actually, you, you touched on it a little bit, the the Lucas snooping uh, and trying to kind of get on Dan's good side to catch him out, uh, moving away from Karen and just like the the whole, that whole kind of deception side of it, you know, he, he gets medication from uh, that Dan is buying for, you know, a heart condition that his mum has no idea about. And he is doing it just to get on the good side of Dan, like moves in with him to get on the good side of him so that he can like infiltrate and conquer basically and and bring him down. As he says, you know, we want to bring Dan down. And it's kind of a a theme for everyone in this season is they all want to bring Dan down. Um, And this is kind of the way to do it. I think an episode that stands out for me the uh, the most in in terms of like the progression of this storyline is when um, Karen, Lucas and Dan are all sitting together with like the lawyer and Dan calls him Roger or whatever. And his name's like, I don't know, Greg or something. Uh, And uh, she shouts ass and she just goes like a bit nuts. And it's, is he like a magistrate or something like that? Or is he some sort like of a med- like... mediator or something? That's right. Yeah. And, and, and this is what kind of sparks off Lucas saying, yeah, I'm going to go and live with Dan and this is what I'm going to do. And he's got all these plans in his head, but he doesn't share it with anyone. And it, it, you know, again, we, we discuss it all the time, openness, honesty, you know, kind of letting people know what you're doing means it can be a lot easier and uh kind of less dramatic but you know then we wouldn't have a show so i think i think that storyline in general is is a really really good one and i enjoyed it a lot nice have have you got one katie um yes yes um i really okay it's it's not a it's a depressing storyline, but I really, I really appreciate it. The actual, like, actually, like the the Nathan, um, um, you know, depression after Haley leaves and the car crash and him like kind of rising from that afterwards with like a whole new outlook and like kind of showing that you can get to some like really dark places and and have like everyone kind of leave you and you still like you still you know can get back up and like power through and and like have more fuel for your dreams, you know? Cause I feel like he came out of that car crash and like got to a place where like 
he was just like ready to get it, you know, like, and um, yeah, so I think that's my favorite. I really, I really like that. You know, it's, it's difficult to have drive in the face of like craziness that he went through like this season with everything. So yeah, I think, I think it was uh, the very sad um, Haley leaving Nathan, um, you know, Nathan driving into a wall storyline that I like. <laughs> You're very good at this, Katie. Have you done this before? Have you done pod, been on a podcast before? I have been on. I have been on one episode of another of a different podcast. Um, it was also a TV podcast. It was Grey's Anatomy podcast. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you've got a good voice for it. Like it's a you have a nice sounding voice. Yes. <laughs> I uh I don't like my voice, but but I appreciate it. <laughs> Dom and I were just talking about that, not about your voice, but about the, uh, <laughs> about how everyone hates the sound of their own voice. We were talking about how, because Dom and I don't really message each other. We just do voice notes all the time. Um, but I was saying, I think some of that's because we're used to hearing our own voices, like from like editing the podcast and hearing our own voices for like hours on end. We have a good sense of what our voice sounds like. But I think when people hear their voice on like a voicemail or something and they're not used to it like oh do I sound like that I sound so nasally or sound so whatever but after a while I think you get a real sense of okay that is just how I sound and then you just don't care because <laughs> it's like well it's my voice it's my voice is unique to me everyone's voice is unique to them it is what it is you know so uh but but your voice in particular is nice nice uh soft sounding so thank you thank you it's an odd compliment to give, but on a podcast, it must be one of the highest, you know, it's yes. audio based. Yes. <laughs> I, I would say storyline wise that they're both really good choices. I think initially I would have said before this watch for the podcast, I would have said the crashing into the wall stuff because I really like that musical, that the music that goes with it and the, the drama of it and like unlike dom that is like mystic meg and can see everything that's going to happen i had no idea that he was going to do that like when i was first watching it i was like no shocked and i know who mystic meg is <laughs> is that a oh, british we, thing yes absolutely we need to share pictures of mystic <laughs> okay can you explain it do you remember like <laughs> Do you remember yeah. when, the nas- when the national lottery would be on and they'd randomly like chuck on <laughs> Mystic Meg before they did the national lottery draw and she'd be like, oh, the winner's going to be a you know tall, dark man with this and, you know, it's going to bring you great riches. And, oh, my God, it was it was horrendous. And then she ended up being like like an agony aunt, I think, in, in like the Sun newspaper. Oh, God, Mystic, I haven't heard anyone refer to that in like years that's brilliant well i i was only referring to it because um i've been on this real like i've been on this real like ufc thing at the moment which is very (laughs) unlike me it's very unlike me but i get pulled into the hype um and conor mcgregor broke his leg last week i mean katie are you aware of this you know oh i was shown a picture of that yes the snap is it was nasty but but because of him he brings all this bravado to it and like sort of trash talking and whatever. It's all just like show business to like, you know, hype people up to want to, you know, buy the pay-per-view or whatever. Um, and, but when he's going to fight, it gets me into it. Cause I, I want to see what's going to happen. And, 
I guess I could say I'm a fan. I guess I'm a fan of his at this point because I watch him on YouTube all the time. I just think he's unpredictable and crazy and I kind of like it. It's kind of a madman. But there's this famous there's this famous quote of him and I can't do the accent. So Dom, I'm going to say the line. I'm going to have to ask you to do it because he's got a very, he's got like a thick Irish accent. And um, it's like, he'd just beaten this guy like in a UFC fight. Like, I don't know, like five years ago or something. And in the whole press run up, he was like, I'm going to knock him out in the first round. I'm going to just, I'm going to hit him with one punch and the fight is going to be over. And lo and behold, the fight starts. The guy runs forward. He hits him once and he just knocks him out. And it's just done in one punch. Um, and then the, the interviewer comes over, Joe Rogan at the end is just like, you know, what you know, what do you think? What do you think of the fight? And he just goes and he goes, well, you should just call me Mystic Mac, Mac, because it's McGregor, because I predict these things. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do it in the Irish accent, please, Dom? Oh, God. I have to think of his accent. He's got a really, really strong accent, hasn't he? Yeah. Must go be able on, to I'm find gonna... it somewhere. Wait, gun. Try try and say it. I'm trying to work out his accent. Hold on. What does he say? You call me Mystic Mac. Call me Mystic Mac because I predict these things. <laughs> call me Mystic Mac because I predict these things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait 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 okay i've got it here call me mystic mac because i predict these things and i knocked them out in the first round you can call me mystic mac because i predict these things you... <laughs> it's almost not like real words isn't it it's very strange can you do the impression of it now no <laughs> his accent is just too too hard to get okay i can't remember oh the point was was dom is like mystic meg and can predict these things i couldn't so i didn't expect that to come but i'd actually say i think the most important storyline was uh anna and uh the locker stuff and all of the you know them sort of addressing the homophobia and her um coming out i think that was probably it's a hard storyline to watch but i'd say it's probably my favorite storyline in terms of it being the most powerful i would say yeah that's a really good one well katie do you have a least favorite storyline something that's just trash just didn't need it in there it can go hmm i didn't like um the mouth getting mad at brooke storyline good one the windshield yeah yeah i didn't like that um it didn't need to be there we didn't need that at all so yeah that that's i would agree with that that i'd say that was the worst dom yeah i I would agree i think uh, as much as he's sort of hated felix is kind of a necessary evil for certain elements of of progression of characters like anna and uh peyton in particular um so yeah I, i think the the mouth just sort of in general, really, for this whole season was a bit up and down, really. Um, and yeah, the the smashing of the the windscreen is just a bit pointless. Uh, and it kind of just all ended up being like fingers pointed at at Felix anyway. So it just sort of they might as well just got Felix to smash. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they were a bit. 
they were a bit lost with Malf at points in this season, weren't they? They were kind of like he's like the good guy that doesn't get the popular girl and and so he gets angry about it and treated in different ways. I think that it was just a bit it was just mishandled, I think. But I, I think Lee Norris said on the Drama Queens episode that he was on that he didn't like that storyline in yeah. particular. So um, you know, it's no slight at him. You know, we love you, Lee Norris. <laughs> what about your favorite like performer like who do you think gave the best acting performance in this season ke the thing that stands out the most to me is chad um after nathan crashes the car his just yes. panic it was so good every time i've ever seen that i've cried um i am kind of an easy cry yeah <laughs> i am kind of an easy crier but that is just so raw it's crazy that he could he got you know he got that deep with it I don't know it was so good so that's what I think of is that scene yeah he is so good in that for sure I fully agree Dom you have someone that sticks out to you uh yeah the guy that plays Cooper that's (laughs) not really is that he needed a mention we haven't mentioned him for a while you mention him um, all the time <laughs> you're obsessed with him what is i think it? you've mentioned cooper more than i've ever thought about him <laughs> <laughs> yes there you go there you go he will make a reappearance at some point i'm sure what is it that you like about him you like race car drivers it's no a thing he's, for you. he's an element that is just going to replace another element that's that's going to be his purpose that's that's all i was only mentioning him because he's only in like one episode or two episodes of the season it was just someone silly to mention perspective Um, nephew i'm here to change yours (laughs) your favorite line yeah um i can't remember the question is it favorite character favorite actor performance favorite performer of the season all of the above (laughs) i I don't really know I, i think nathan has the most to do he, he so um james lafferty he has the most changes in, you know from from the way he was in season one to now and the, the kind of you know partly literal difficult journey he he takes in some episodes um and the the kind of mental difficult journey that he has uh, i just think there's a good range displayed from from james lafferty and he's you know fairly new to the acting world by this point i believe um so it's quite i think it's quite impressive so yeah him katie lifetime piling up the uh topsy-turvy episode that dom likes to call it the one that's in the dreamland you know and nathan and lucas switch places we uh famously famously had to put a poll up because dom wanted a seven I wanted a 10 or me and Magdalena wanted a 10 and it ended up being that the seven won. fair enough. Democracy, democracy wins. It's all good. What camp were you in? I voted seven. Smart choice. I, I had a really hard time. Like it was just, it, I didn't like having like going backward like that. You know, everyone's a little different now and like going back to when they were all like the way they started out, even though like the two were switched, it just was like, I wanted to keep going with the story, you know? And yeah, so I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm pleased you said that because it, it is literally season one, episode one. If these 
characters had this persona go and it yeah for me it's i hate things like that no need for it i've always thought of it as like a fun writing exercise for the writers like when they do that in shows they did that in Grey's anatomy too um and it's it's like oh what if what if these guys were different like fun to write probably but maybe not as well not as much fun for everyone to to watch um what what we'd call that over here is gcse drama basically like like high school drama yeah yeah so uh, basically your 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 drama teacher has said okay so here's the play that we're gonna do um but what i'd like you to do is change the characters around a little bit and see how it goes you know okay miss and then you you put together (laughs) like this awful awful performance (laughs) all right dom i just wanted to say that um you know how like sometimes a certain color might suit someone. You say, "Oh, oh, navy looks great on you." It really goes with your eyes. Um, do you know what doesn't go well on you is smugness. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there as a general look. The smugness, lose that. Lose that. Okay. Done with that. Okay. Okay. Katie, <laughs> look, appreciate you. We've been we've been over this, but you're wrong. It was a ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with both of you at once but i just can't you know but you chose the wrong side okay democracy democracy crumbles (laughs) no your opinion is appreciated and (laughs) respected on this podcast and uh (laughs) no do you know i do you know i completely get what both of you are saying and it doesn't move the story along at all i just like it because it I like I like just seeing the juxtaposition of it all and seeing everyone switched around. But it could have just been a a quick a quicker thing because it doesn't even go for the whole episode. I think the last like ten minutes are like back to Nathan in the hospital room and everything. So they could have done it for like ten minutes in the middle, you know, and it'd be a quicker thing and maybe even been more outlandish, like more crazy, you know, like more dreamlike. Uh, so I I get it. I just the it is one of the most memorable moments of season two for me. And plus I have one of the props from it. You know, I can't, I can't not give a 10 to the jacket that I can't wear because it's sweltering heat outside, but you know, in winter I'm brave enough to walk my dog at midnight in that jacket, you know? So, (laughs) well, okay. So, uh, what about our favorite, do we have a favorite song use of, of the season? I don't pay enough attention to the music, so I don't have one. Um, I it, it definitely gets me in my feels, you know, and helps me like with with like the scenes or whatever, like the emotional tone. But like, I don't like every time you guys ask this in your episodes, I'm like, oh my god, I don't remember any songs that played at all the whole time. Um, and yeah, I I don't remember any of them. So overall, I'm- good music. <laughs> I feel that I'm not very good with the music, but there are some in the in this one that that stick out. Dom, do you have one? You got really excited in the Why? stripper in the stripper one, or one of no, when, no, 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 no. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up with police when they're police have been present when they're being chased. When Nathan and Lucas do the quick switch around, there was something that song started and you knew it from the first beat and you got incredibly excited. Was it Kasabian? Maybe, yeah. As Clubfoot by Kasabian is played when they when Nathan jumps in the car and he's drinking under the influence, 
um it was actually the kaiser chief song that played you paused it we were watching it and you paused it just as one note had gone and uh it was the kaiser chief song that was playing that's like a close second but yeah kasabian are like my favorite favorite band ever so well I, I say ever not ever but you know they're definitely up there they're in the top three so yeah that was that was a nice surprise for me it's s club seven in fourth uh yeah <laughs> and then was, uh... s club juniors in fifth <laughs> uh okay i'm gonna say i have two but i mean my my ultimate is lavinia the song by the veils it's the the song is the dealerships burning down in the finale that's like my favorite the <laughs> you know that one you know that song yep it's lavinia but it goes <laughs> <laughs> What what you were doing is Lavinia La Vida Loca, my friend. <laughs> you know in Jurassic Park too, where they hurt the baby T Rex on purpose to make it make noise, and it's just going, it's like that, basically. Awesome. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, <laughs> I hope that goes into the opening titles of season. Is the weird eye rolling that you're doing at the same time? Like, no one can see it but us. Because you have to go to the back of your throat, so your eyes have to go. Your eyes have to go there as well. (laughs) If you're feeling it, then yeah. Wow. Just imagine (laughs) Dan Burns. Then yeah. Well, he's a little bit of powder on his finger from the bottle. No, no. <laughs> oh god so, so good. um but a close second is the um the song that's playing when nathan hits the wall which now all i can hear is in my head but it's the um how does it go i downloaded it dom come on be in my oh, last be in my last added uh oh like like a man possessed yeah i'm playing it remember requiem Nathan! <laughs> remember i don't remember the song i just remember the him hitting the wall jesus dom <laughs> jesus <laughs> Well, Katie said she doesn't remember any of the music. You don't, <laughs> you're not telling her off or anything. <laughs> <laughs> She's a guest. You you were supposed to dedicate your life to One Tree Hill, literally <laughs> week by week. Okay, okay. So, um, what else do we have? Well, I guess we've done we've done performers, we've done characters. Do we have a favorite line of the whole season? Is that is that too hard to press or something that comes to mind, KE? The it's lyrics, right? When Anna and Peyton are talking in Peyton's room and Anna's like, why don't you just let it go? The lyrics, you know, where the ending's like, there was no one left when they when they come for us. Oh yeah. I really, I really like I think the first time I heard that was on One Tree Hill. And um, yeah, it's just really profound. 
So that's my favorite. That's a great choice. Dom? Uh, I just picked out a random... Um, funny enough, <laughs> the random note that I picked is the uh, the best song by Kasabian, uh, also followed by um, the Kaiser Chiefs. And I, I'm going to pick my favorite line from that episode, which was, I don't think so. It's Rosie Palm for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's great. I thought you was going to pick Tim's line of "I can feel your breasts against my back." Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, he's just a lunatic. What a poor kid. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, oh, there's so many. I mean, obviously, the "You're a whore" is up there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there's probably some great Dan ones, you know, um, I'm sure there's many, many, many Dan ones, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with you're a whore because that's all I can think of at the moment, but I'm sure that there is ones that are more important than that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> They're evading me at the moment. I'm sure there was some important ones, um, with from Anna's storyline, like like what you were sort of referencing, Katie, like the one you said was really important, but I'm sure there's other ones as well. Um okay. Well, last but not least, let's talk about an overall rating. So I know what the overall rating is of season two. So from our own ratings, we rated it on average an eight point two. Like if we Collated all of our ratings for season two, did the average, it came to an 8.2. Now, what's funny about this is if you do the same thing for season one, even though they're different, you know, like sort of season, like episode four, we might have given a nine, and on season two, we might have given a seven or something, but they totaled to the same. Right. So we gave identical ratings to season one and season two, both an 8.2. But Katie, what would you rate? as overall season one and season two respectively i think season one i would say is um a nine it's so classic and season two i would give a seven i think so like a little up a little down Mm -hmm. i see that and dom now that you've seen both overall taking out of consideration our individual episode scores what would you give season one and season two now that you've seen them both in full um i think season one is probably an eight for me and season two is close to a seven i'll give it a seven so it's it's one lower but not by much i think that's fair like for you that's fair i think that's (laughs) (laughs) what about yourself tens and tens no, no, 10, 10 and 9.9. Remember, how I said smug didn't look good on you. You think aggressive <laughs> looks good on you as well? But it doesn't, my friend. Guess what? It's not in season. The... <laughs> <laughs> I would say season one, I would give a 10 just because it's my favorite season of all nine seasons. Um, it's it is this nostalgic. It, it was inspiring to me on a personal level. Um, it's just, yeah. And it's the one I've seen the most. I've probably started season one more times than, you know, I, there's been a time I've just watched season one. Anyway, season two, I would give 
a seven. I would agree. I would agree. Did we both? We all gave it a seven. You gave seven and nine, Katie, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. No, nine and seven. So yeah, so seven. I think that. I think that's fair. Well, Katie, without saying too much, what would you? What would you give season three? Season three would be a ten for me. Exciting. I'm, I'm so still so apprehensive about season three because everybody seems to love it so much. I'm so concerned that I'm just going to be like, I don't see it. Season two's a seven. This is a four. What are you playing at, people? <laughs> that would be so is funny. That, <laughs> is that going to happen? <laughs> I the think abuse I'll get Katie will be you know, enough, <laughs> enough to keep the podcast going for years. I think whatever happens, it can't go. It can't be wrong. Like it can't be bad. Like as in whether you, if you love it or hate it your reaction is just going to be great. So it's like there's, it's going to be entertaining regardless. So there's no wrong answer. It's the nicest thing you've ever said to me on the podcast. I instantly want to retract it. (laughs) (laughs) I take it back. (laughs) Well, uh, Katie, is season three your favorite season of the whole show? I think season four is uh, my favorite yes is that an 11 out of 10 yes yes if <laughs> yeah yeah i love that one i don't know there's a few that i rate 10 um that i i really love season one but there's a few seasons that i that i really like run us through run us through what would you give them um, if you, you could just quickly think between you know one to nine out of ten it's not going to spoil anything for him because they're just your subjective you know opinions um Okay. Um, it's been a while since I rewatched, so I kind of mix up the later ones. But I, I said, what did I say for season one? Said, said nine, nine for one, <laughs> set seven okay. for two, ten for um, three, ten yeah. for four. Yeah. Um, five. I think I would also, I, I think all of the last, the last seasons besides um, six, I would give an eight, actually. Six, I would give, um, if I'm remembering them right, and I might not be, so nobody hold me to these, these ratings. Um, but if I'm remembering six right, then that would, that would be, that would be a 10 for me. I know I like one a lot that a lot of people don't like, but I can't remember. Like a lot of people Nine. said they didn't like it and I really like it. So. Nine's really good. Nine. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But yeah, there's a lot of good seasons to come. A lot to look forward to. So much, so much, so much. Well, Dom, you will find out one day you'll listen to this back and you'll see, you know, how right or wrong we all are in your own opinion, you know, uh, um, well, Katie, this was so much fun. I appreciate you coming on on what was a bit more of an unorthodox uh, episode, but important episode. And sincerely, this has been one of my favorite episodes that we've done of season two. And that's crazy because, you know, we didn't even technically cover like an episode. We covered the whole season. But there's been some moments on this podcast episode that uh, I-, I think are some of my favorite moments of our podcast you know period so um yeah super grateful for you coming on and you know you're i don't don't know if you know off top but you obviously you're on for a regular episode in season three do you know which one it is 
I do not remember. <laughs> but there is one. So we look forward to covering, you know, an episode and going through all of the, you know, intricacies and everything with you. And uh, yeah, we just really appreciate you uh, coming on and appreciate your insight, your support and everything. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. You're on mute, Dom. Your microphone's muted. There we, there we go. go. Uh, it has been fantastic having you on, and uh, it, it really does mean a lot the um, the personal uh, side and personal story that you share, and stories that you have shared with us as well, and that that means so much more than than anything else. So we really appreciate that, and you know, um, thankful for for you joining us as well. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. But before we go anywhere. We've got to do our Ravens chant on free. Katie, as our guest, what accent would you like us to do it in? Okay, so I've been talking to my friend Sam about this because I am terrified of doing almost all accents. Um, The one that I feel kind of comfortable doing is like a Midwestern U.S. accent. And it's only because my family's from the Midwest, so I feel like I kind of can get it. Um, But it's really like like um like like really big o's so it's like oh yeah you know like do you want some toast you know like, like make, that kind of like mate is it like making a murderer like where they're from um i do not know i've never seen that. who's a who's a famous person that's from there that we might know oh, the voice okay. of okay hold on <laughs> famous midwesterners <laughs> You've, have you seen Making a Murderer, Dom? Uh, yeah. The documentary? Yeah. The first person that came up was Ashton Kutcher. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't have, he doesn't have a Midwestern accent. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it says he's from the Midwest. I don't know. Oh, no. We don't trust Ashton Kutcher to be from there. We don't. No, he's... I feel like he's really like non-accenty, but hmm. well, we can just give it a go. We'll give it a go. <laughs> Dom, we'll give it a go. Yeah, we'll give it a go. I think, I think, I think Katie should count us in, though. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, and this is just my 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 interpretation. No, no people from the Midwest, you know, um, take this personally because because this is just like my particular family and maybe they maybe they say things weirder i don't know um but okay so so to count it down um oh yeah ravens on three one two three ravens Ravens. (laughs) (laughs) instantly french (laughs) 